Hey everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Batman and the Bright Dogs. With me today, I've got Mado. Hey, hello there, hello, hello. What's up, Jails? Uh, Mado. Yo. Two episodes this week. Two, Two episodes just ten episodes. minutes ago. Uh, yes. Zelda the Great and uh, Death Worse Than Fate. Yes. Episode 9 and 10. Zelda the Great. Uh, we start off with the basic formula that we've learned now by these episodes that we've seen so far. We have a crime. They talk about it at the police station. Uh, then we have Dick and Bruce checking out what does Dick and Bruce do when they're not the dynamic duo. And then they head back to the police station for some talks with Commissioner Gordon. So let's let's dive into these four scenes. Yes, yes, yes. Crime itself. Any uh, anything you want to shout out before I make my first comment here? I I think it's the first night shot, right? Like the first. I thought it was like the first night shot at at Gotham. It started by at the night. Like it was the first time, at least. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. So I didn't think about that. That caught my eye. I was like, hmm, interesting. But yeah. Oh yeah. And then out of that, boom, <laughs> we get some shakiness going on. The uh, the cheapest ever uh, explosion, you could say. Uh, shaky cam. I got a little dizzy, honestly, but uh, it's all right. Here's what I wanted to mention about the crime itself and the why this is not a very expensive episode. This uh, episode only had one, uh, you know, classic... Batman 60s um, animation of a punch or a hit, and it a came bam. by a, a bam, and it came uh, in this first scene from the show uh, from the bad guy, the perpetrator, who turned out to be Zelda, of course, uh, when she struck a, a security guard with a handbag. That's it. That's that's as physical as this episode gets. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And that's how wacky it gets at this too. It's like not wackier than this. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what was it? Robbing a bank, right? Explosion and she's robbing a bank. She had the school mask. Which I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure why she wore it. Like, But obviously it concealed the fact that she was a woman. It's a lady that we're talking about here. <gasps> First, uh, first female perpetrator, and it's not the Catwoman. No. In fact, I think in in the immediate next, uh, you know, when they talk about it that it's a woman, they actually mention that uh, Catwoman, right? Yes, exactly. They, is it Catwoman? No, it's not. <laughs> Bruce is uh, reassuring uh, Boy Wonder. Before we get to maybe Bruce and Dick. I want to mention because you mentioned the previous episode and we got our first African-American uh, actor in this show. I mean, this is out of our memory recollection. Maybe there was one or two, you know, bystanders, <laughs> but uh, honestly, this is the first time I actually see <laughs> up front. And, and let's be honest, I didn't even see it. You had to point it to me. Hey, I, <laughs> point I, it I, I mentioned it. I have to, you know, this is the first time we did this. We did a rewind while watching. 
And I had to do it just because Mado mentioned in the previous episode that he hadn't seen any uh, people of color in, in any of the episodes so far. And what I actually first reacted to before I reacted, oh, wait, that's a person of color in there, was are there only very, very old people working in the police station that, yes. <laughs> with the, this case? Because they're... That's why they always need the Batman. Yeah. That's why they always need Batman. Because they're like, there's like three cops that look just as if they should be, you know, uh, retired. And then there's Gordon, he also gray haired. I think O'Hara might look a little bit younger, but he's still very old. So, yeah. Very old cops, uh, first person of color in the, in the episodes. Didn't get a line, but we'll, we'll get there soon. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this time, uh, at the manor, Dick wasn't actually studying anything. Or, actually, I realized one thing. Was this the first time you used the bat signal? Uh, no. It has happened one more time, I think. We've seen it before, but I can't recall which episode, actually. I have seen it, one, guarantee. You sure? Yeah, I think so. Because I'm, I'm thinking, this is the first time we reacted to that they're doing it and my thought was they only use the bat signal in the right, show though. maybe now, yeah hmm. yeah but I, so so my thinking why i'm thinking this might actually be the first time is they use the bat signal when they can't get in touch over the phone with batman because they were calling him on the phone no one was was answering and yeah, then he'd been answering in the past so yeah, so, so, uh, and I think they used the phone in the past in every episode. So this was, the bat signal is only there when they can't reach Batman by phone through a landline. They get the, they get to see the thing signal and they jump into the phone. That's pretty much it. The rest is back at the police station. And at the police station, this was, there's a comment in there that made me think about Capone. Al Capone, everyone. And for those that don't know, I think Capone was one of the biggest mob bosses in Chicago. And Gotham is based on Chicago, New York, like a mix. Uh, something that looked up after our discussion about that uh, a couple episodes back. Um, and they were talking about this crime. $100,000 once a year. Uh, so O'Hara makes a guess. Yeah, first of April, exactly. So O'Hara makes a guess. It's it's a citizen that only steals to pay their taxes. Thought that was funny. <laughs> that was that was really really funny. And the commissioner makes actually a comment like, "No law obeying citizen would uh, rob a bank. You know, would rob a bank. No, no, no citizen that pays taxes would yeah. rob a bank." That's it. And that made me just like, think about Capone uh, immediately because that's what they got him on. Not because he killed people, stole things, <laughs> money didn't laundered. Pay his taxes. He didn't pay his taxes. <laughs> that's how you know someone's, someone's a good person, right? They pay their taxes. <laughs> uh, that's the first thing you need to cut off if you want to start you know, your criminal activities. You, you can't be paying small. for Yeah, exactly. But yeah, they, they're just talking about the crime there in the police station, the usual, you know. Yeah. And um, they have a plan. 
They have a plan to, uh, to flush this criminal out, this lady, um, by setting up a fake article uh, about counterfeit money and diamonds and stuff like that. It's the first fake news. What a devious plan. He's like, yeah, let me put in some article here about the counterfeit, counterfeit money. Uh, and that's their plan. And then we get actually to, okay, we, we hit the fake news. Here's the next the big... Uh, uh, big thing. The, the paywall. For news to right. read the news, yes, uh, they, like like an in between, like a in between filler scene here. We've got a, this paper boy shouting out, "Read all about it!" Shouting counterfeit. Someone actually asks the paper boy to tell him the full news, and he goes, <laughs> "You have to buy the newspaper." What am I? That's that's the first paywall. That, there you, you have know. it. You ever felt uh, robbed by a paywall? People were getting robbed a long time ago by those newspaper boys. Those newspaper—they're the clickbait, you know. Yeah, the, exactly. They shout counterfeit, the they shout whatever they do. <laughs> That's old school clickbait. Uh, this episode had all of the modern issues we have today, right? Before the internet, precisely all of them. Then we actually get to the least fun thing about to say in this episode. This wasn't a very fun episode. To watch, <laughs> and neither was the second one. I, and we'll we'll touch upon some more evidence for it later on. But then we get this long episode, a uh, long scene about the Batcave, where they're doing all the analysis, where they're actually concluding that it's a lady, followed by the lady and this trap constructor, evil Ekdal, the Albanian. A evil, evil. <laughs> Evil, evil, not evil, 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 evil would be too good. Evil, and Ekdal, that that's Swedish, so yeah. Swedish. Even evil, it sounds like a Viking to me. Evil, Ekdal, <laughs> uh, but long, he's not long. that. <laughs> yeah, long, long. Let's tell everyone everything about this episode. Two scenes there: one uh, where Batman's doing analysis, and where the the the, the Viking. The Albanian Viking, from now on, uh, talking about why they're even doing this crime because he has to pay to build traps for this Zelda, who's a magician. The actress, actually, who plays Zelda, I I realized after uh, a little bit into the episode that's actually also a famous actress, Anne Baxter, who plays um, who plays Zelda. She was actually in. This old Moses, the, the Ten Commandment, Commandments movie, uh, back with, you know, Yul Brenner, who I love from the original Magnificent Seven, and Charlton Heston. That's a famous movie, and she plays, uh, you know, Yul Brenner's wife, the, the famous uh, Pharaoh's wife. There's a, there's a goon even later, uh, that has a smaller role in the movie as well, so they just, plucked actors from that old uh, very very famous movie it is uh, like what actress do we have here in Hollywood on set uh, she just finished the movie okay does she want to do two episodes of the Batman why not let's go if anyone older than 60 watches the, listens to this episode hey Anne Baxter is in this uh, no one in our age 
I'm going to count you know, myself with the today's youth instead. Yeah. You, you <laughs> can be that. the 60s <laughs> club. I'll be with the today's yeah. youth. Who the heck is Ken Dexter? And she she really brought the, the old school drama with the crying scene. <laughs> fake tears and uh, glistening fake tears and dramatic uh, female acting there. Uh, classic uh, 50s, 60s. But yeah, th- their plan. This is where we get introduced. They spoil. They tell us the full plan. They're gonna... They're, they need Batman for this trap. Uh, they don't go into the details. They'll go... They do that a bit later, but we get the first hint of it. Uh, we get the motif. Uh, Zelda needs to pay this uh, Albanian Viking for her traps so that she can uh, keep her show as a magician alive. And they need to do another heist because they fall for the fake news in the newspaper that, you know, that talks about the uh, that the mo- money is counterfeit. Yeah. Yeah, that pr- uh, was pretty much it. And uh, that's where they found out about the emerald as well in the same... Uh, paper that they, they read about the counterfeits and then uh, yeah I just wanted to basically say that this is pretty much the kind of first real scene Zelda has in this show and we're talking pretty much almost at the end of the episode so not very prominent throughout the first episode yeah a nah, good point yeah definitely um, I mean my biggest issue is that this is in, in the previous scene. So we've got two scenes so far. One where Batman and Robin is uh, doing, you know, a bunch of analysis. So in that scene, they're telling us a bunch of things, you know. Oh, this is a female. This is a, We get a bunch of expository, you know. It's an expository scene where Batman and Robin make all, you know, bunch of conclusions because they're looking for a spectrometer and figuring out things. Uh, then we get the scene with the Albania Viking. We get another expository scene where Batman is doing, you know, the villain classic. They're in the jewelry store and Batman is telling the jewelry own, store owner exactly what the plan is to trap Zelda. Like, bit by bit. And I remember you made a comment here, like you thought that was actually, uh, 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 you know, Zelda. I mean, she is a con artist and uh, it felt like it, you know, because he literally went through every step and it's like, okay, and there is the car and he, we're going to sit over there and we're going to be doing this. And Doesn't make sense. Expository followed by expository scene followed by expository scene. <laughs> She's in a window above the uh, jewelry store, something like that, and she she does something that I thought was a little bit funnier. Yeah. She broke the fourth wall, yeah, and, and then she's the yeah, she's binoculars and she's looking at everything. But he she's she didn't hear Batman say this, but she's telling that everything she's seeing, which is everything that Batman just showed us. Uh, like that, she's seeing the car, she's seeing the cops, she's seeing the crazy, it's everything, and telling us that she's, you know, she's gonna mess with them, but she's gonna do something completely different. So even more expository. But when she does that, she looks straight into the camera, and it's as if she's talking to the audience. So we've got a little bit of fourth wall breaking there, which I thought was, oh, this is actually a little bit of fun. Uh, that she's doing that, but 
I what I want to conclude is I get four expository seeds there. <laughs> it's not a lot of mystery on this one. We just get a lot of information instead. Uh, like information, episode, information, exactly information. what happened. Here's this. Here's what's going on now. This is no. what's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> this is the full plan. I guess the only surprise is what she does to actually get the money, which is the kidnapping. Aunt Harriet, Dick Grayson's aunt, gets a call at the Wayne Manor and is told that Dick Grayson has been hit over the head playing softball in the park. She believes every word of it. It's, and there's it's a cab so waiting confusing. for the outside. Yeah, there's a special <gasps> I'm car. I'm right over. <laughs> Aunt Harriet, when she's kidnapped, waiting to be, you know, freed for ransom, she's hanging over a huge pool of fire. And I know that uh, I started talking to you in this episode because I had to ask you, is it just me or can't? is there no rope? It, like, it did feel like magic. What was she dangling from? It looked no like idea. she was cut in above this thing, and they forgot to put a rope on her. <laughs> it's either that, or they really wanted it to look like magic. I don't know. <laughs> they the great artist. Anyway, it looked it looked funky for sure. Uh, a woman in distress, in floating above the ring, <laughs> a pool of fire. <laughs> Help me. Yeah, no, uh, that's pretty much how it concludes, indeed. That's the great. We barely see her, but I thought that uh, anyway. The, the, just one last thing on the whole jewelry store. I re it was a funny moment. Like that was a funny scene. Generally, the, the expo expose what what do you call it? The <laughs> your favorite uh, scenes, but, but the when expository the expository when scenes. Batman going through the whole thing with it was uh, yeah funny moment interesting it's good but that's pretty much the gist of the whole episode to me like nothing really happened uh, I liked Abel Ekdal but he was also like yeah you're yeah. another one of those stereotypical thing let's just put two two names we've never heard they call him Albanian and give him an accent that's not even Albanian and just have him. <laughs> <laughs> have him be the mastermind there. He's the mastermind. She's she's not that bad. She's not a bad girl. She just needs her business to be kept afloat, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, and and both of these two are completely new characters. Yeah. So, you know, like we said when they when they redid uh, Mister Freeze, they need a little bit of expository because we don't know the character, so we need a little bit of connection to them. Uh, but this was expository after expository after expository. It's, it's like expository the episode. <laughs> you want to jump into the next one or is there anything else? You actually made a note on this while we were watching it. The, uh, the narrator brought his A-game and he did his best with the <laughs> little he had. Not a lot happened. What are you going to do? Usually the narrator actually tells you about impactful things when he narrates what happened in the previous episode. To quote him, I think one of the fillers he used, basically, it's a filler when he says, Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> oh, it's extra funny for me, but yeah, hey, hey, hey! Loved it. <laughs> there, was a, was a, there was a bunch of just fillers, like non- 
action scene. Nothing happened anyway. Yeah, they no, had yeah. to. They had to have an intro. It was a very you know bare bones general of not not the greatest so far. Honestly, when it comes to at least action and things happening. So, like I yeah. said, the only the only time someone struck someone else, not that there has to be violence. The only time that happened was, you know, in the first 30 seconds of the previous episode. We're in, we're now in uh, a death worse than fate. I think they switched those around just to get the rhyme. After that, very, very hard work from the narrator. Really making up for, uh, for, uh, for the little time he gets on the show. We're at this uh, police station. Of course, there's a ransom on Aunt Harriet. There's only an hour to go. Uh, they have to get a hold of Bruce Wayne, who thus can't be at the same time at the police station as Bruce, as, as Batman. So it's only Dick, it's O'Hara, and Bruce Wayne walks in. It's fun how they banter and back talk <laughs> Bruce. Yes, and they're this. talking shit about his, uh, in his back. And, uh, <laughs> and Boy Wonder has, has to sit there, you know, and listen in and not. Well, he almost but he does he does that then once yeah, yeah he, he's got Bruce's back <laughs> but then they make some remark about Boy Wonder so yeah um, about Dick re- about yeah they, but they, they do make a like a remark about uh, Dick after yeah. the Boy Wonder uh, defends Bruce Wayne and the commission goes oh uh, the Boy Wonder is just wild yeah. off blah 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 uh, but O'Hara has like a fun comment before Dick stops him, like he's probably on a yacht drinking something and changing clothes, because that's what rich people do—they change clothes. Of course. <laughs> Anyways, Bruce, Bruce, of course, comes in with a message from Batman to Dick, uh, because Batman found him, and uh, they have to take action to save Aunt Harriet. Yes. I don't understand why they went onto the TV station, but I guess that was the only way to to actually get to Zelda somehow. I think Zelda actually made that. I think the commissioner said some, made a comment, a remark that they had gotten the instructions that that was how. Ah, okay, the instruction is to go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she was watching TV, she was knitting uh, with Aunt Harriet in the background, you know, hanging from the invisible rope. Uh, she was watching cowboys and Indians fight on yeah. television. Uh, but as you say, the next the next scene is the next scene is actually a conversation. Uh, they're on TV uh, talking to the camera, and she's uh, on the phone speaking to them as they're in the TV station. But one thing here, I just want to make a comment. So that's the plan. That's the instructions. That's how they they get to talk with uh, Zelda. And discuss all this. They sit uh, on TV, live television, while she's on the phone, you know, calling into the TV studio. What doesn't make sense to me, this episode is color. The the movie she's watching, The Cowboys and Indians, is color. Uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, Boy Wonder, and Commissioner Gordon sitting, you know, live broadcast on TV is color. But the live news anchor that has to, uh, you know, step in and, you know, pause the movie to tell about this uh, broadcast happening and tell, you know, over to the commissioner is in black and white. Why? <laughs> the, the news channels, uh, you know, equipment still too old. 
Still, yeah, but the, the live equipment is 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 in color. The it's, live film itself. You know, it's the they they had the good uh, they had the good studio. He had the bad studio with the bad camera. So this is the sixties, yes. everyone. This is back in the days when uh, the Oscars actually had best Oscar movie in color, best Oscars movie in black and white. Uh, but this show previously they did this with a CCTV camera uh, when when they filmed the prison. That makes sense, you know. It's a prison camera. It's fairly cheaper, black and white. But now it, it just that why. <laughs> bothers me why <laughs> I, I honestly didn't even realize it until you just said, <laughs> said the whole thing so, yeah you're right it, it was black and white was black and white did why? they have different uh, yeah makes no sense like I, I guess the actual you know the feed from boy wonder and bruce and the, the chief or commissioner that was more like you know in batman television <laughs> Once the what's Batman television? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> what's that? It's not really ending in, but yeah, it was a scene versus you know the other thing was supposed to be on TV. Here's what you get. Uh, but yeah, the movie was in, in full color. So, but there, I guess there was movies in full color too. Maybe just news or black and white. Yes, and this ta- this takes up a lot of the episode. Yeah, I mean, or, uh, like the first half, right? Because they're they're having this emotional talk over the TV phone thingy uh, setup that they have. I just want to point out there's a subtle sexism here. I mean, it was sixty, uh, so yeah, but the, the subtle sexism here is that they're pointing to a lot of things here that this can't be a wo- uh, woman. Woman wouldn't do that. Like yeah, all over the episode, woman. That, yes. and, and the urge to her feminine side uh, to let on Harriet go. And it works. And it works. Uh, I'm, I'm just pointing out that <clears throat> it's okay. Maybe it's the character is like, and, and it, it's a good character. The Zelda. This is this is a businesswoman that needs to keep her business afloat uh, magically, uh, and that that magic is spelled one hundred grand every year. So she robs a bank once a year, first of April, to buy uh, a equipment new act. or new, yeah, equipment yeah, exactly. for new act. Yes, uh, on Trips. her uh, magic show, and and she's not actually evil. Uh, evil is the Albanian Viking, also. He's able, but yes. Able. (laughs) There's a lot of like, a woman can't be bad. A woman can't be, a woman can't be a criminal. Uh, Please, you know, let her go, you know, pleading to her feminine side. Just want to point that out. It worked, didn't it? It worked. It worked. As long as it works, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's another one of those things that probably wouldn't fly as well today. I mean, it probably yeah, would, no. but not as well. Uh, there's it a lot of that. It, maybe tropes. some discussion. Like, she does these crimes, but she's not sinister or something like that. And it would probably fly, but it's worth mentioning that throughout the episode, one, the only female, Catwoman, uh, <laughs> that's the only female to go to, and then, secondly, how would they, they mention quite often 
why would a female even do this? How could a female yeah, do this? Yeah, there's a lot uh, of those. Stuff like that. How can, what? Nah, how can a woman do this? It yeah. Uh, it's the first female uh, perpetrator, as you said, and uh, this is pretty much going to be it until we get Catwoman. But even Catwoman, I feel like it's probably going to be more like, you know, ah, it's Catwoman. Yes, of course. She, she'll she be able to do all of this th these things. Anyways, uh, so that's what happens in this scene that is a little bit longer. But it's a, it's a conversation scene uh, that uh, takes a chunk of the episode. It's it's almost the the scene with the talking between the TV took so long. We need to quickly get them to the uh, yeah, of course, the criminal lair now, quickly, very quickly, <laughs> conveniently. Yeah, the 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 gnome. What's it called? The gnome bookstore. Yeah, the gnome bookstore. Yes, which is Avol's uh, lair. Apparently, which cuts to that, and yeah, we have Avol and uh, Zelda talking, and she's like, "Yeah, I have a plan. They're on their way," which was oh, yeah. the whole idea of yeah, we how to. So now you have your hundred grand. Uh, she tells him, "How do you? Where do we find Batman? How do I? You know, not Batman. How do I get the escape the the new what's it called the Doom Trap? The new Doom Trap. And there is like, no yeah, escape. There is no escape." You need to find Batman. He'll figure it out for you. He'll figure it out. That was actually something that I uh, that that that's the second thing I reacted to because there are, there are a couple of small interesting bits. I, I react to Batman is known as the world's greatest detective, but here he's also known as the greatest escape artist. And at first I was like, "What? Where did you get that?" But then I reminded myself they do an escape. In every you know, in every uh, first of the duo episodes, yeah, there's yeah. an escape, and, and so well, it makes sense. He, if he, he does this weekly yes. basis, <laughs> and they get Batman to get there and get into this doom trap that's filling up with gas. While there's a grate on the floor, floor that's electric, it's supposed to trick you to try to open the grate, but then you get shocked. And there, the plan is that they want to see how Batman makes the escape. So Zelda learns how to escape from the Doom Trap and can use that for her show. That's the plan, the big plan. They explain it in an expository and Batman and Robin does it. I mean, they were led to it as well, so by his voice. And yeah, why wouldn't they trust a voice that's telling them, go do this? Go into this Doom Trap. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's a funny th scene, and yeah, they get locked up in the doom trap. They manage to escape. I don't think that's a way that uh, you know <laughs> something Delta would be doing on stage to escape the doom trap. <laughs> they, 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 they reason that because this gas is lighter than the air. Apparently, they figured that out while being gassed. Um, it has to contain helium, and if they can lead a charge from the grate that is electrified to the helium, they can, you know, create an explosion that gets them out. Doesn't make sense, wouldn't they? Ex you know, <laughs> if it explodes, if the pressure from this explosion that they ignite is so hard that it blows open the doom trap, 
wouldn't they? And they don't get hurt one bit. That was my first reaction to. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and then they come out and these uh, goons and sarcophagus. This is, you know, where you see that this character Zelda isn't evil. Yes. Uh, the feminine side. The, the caring side, side yeah. yeah. The caring side. Uh, anyways, <laughs> the caring side then has to shout out to Batman Robin uh, that there are uh, these goons are in the sarcophagus. Watch out. They they duck or they just make a move? And they duck. They duck. And the, the goons in sarcophagus shoot each other. <laughs> Funny scene too. Classic, classic. We get the second, second in the episode, physical, uh, physical violence when Batman takes out his folded uh, batarang, uh, snaps it together as Evil is heading for the door, and throws it at him. <laughs> it sort of lands on his jacket or sweater or whatever he's got, but he makes this fall from oh. it. Doesn't even hit his head, does it? No. <laughs> like really it still looked funny. It looked weird. It looked strange. It looked like uh, overdramatic TV. <laughs> yes, to say the uh, least. And yeah, and that—that's how they got them. The back, the crooks. I mean, well, Zelda, she, she just hands herself. She, she's like, yeah, here, take me, take me in, then. Uh, gives up her uh, criminal career because obviously she doesn't like violence. She just likes robbing stuff and escaping magic. So and she's so regretful. This time she actually cries real tears. <laughs> yes, I love that scene with with Batman actually verifying it. <laughs> he verifies that the tears are real. Really, really, really fun because she had may had those fake tears in the beginning, but yeah, uh, actually, like that. I like that. There's a setup and a payoff, setup yep, and a payoff, yeah. setup in the, in the first episode, payoff in the second. Yes, uh, indeed, it was. One. Uh, anyways, and then instead of a final uh, scene at the Wing Manor, we have a final scene in prison where Bruce visits Zelda and uh, offers her a job, yeah. <laughs> And she, yeah, we also get the, well, we did that so already, basically, that Delta kind of took a liking to Batman. Not that every woman so far has actually, you know, also Who taken a liking to, to, exactly. Hero in a cape, mystery, of course. suspense. <sighs> yeah, but yeah, she is offered a job as a <laughs> magic, uh, what do you call him? Magician what? at a what? What was it? Was it a an orphanage? Children no, hospital. Ah, okay, no yeah. children hospital. Children hospital. hospital. Yeah, the resident magician at a, a children hospital. Yeah, concludes a death. Then they walk away. Yeah, then they walk away. So, what's your final take on the two episodes? I mean, from my side, I'd say there was like maybe this time, nah. Not my jam at all, but I kind of like the, like I mentioned, the first episode had that fun scene with the, with Batman explaining exact details of what's going on with the plan. Thought that was a little bit funny, but uh, I mean, generally, uh, Zelda as a villain, 
no mystique, no humor, no nothing really. Like even you know, with, I thought Mr. Freeze was a little bit you know weaker and more serious. Zelda had a little bit of I don't know. Felt she lacked the character. The uh, there, but she had some, but not not like all the way. I think that for me, you know, grabbed me, you know, and helped me. Like I, if I was watching this as a kid, I would say that this would be one of the worst episodes for me. Eh. As a kid, where's Joker worst, again? Worst episode as a kid. Uh, it's fun. Sorry that 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 scene them walking away didn't actually conclude. They actually. Uh, conclude with saying the next episode will have the Joker. Uh, you got like one second. Just showed a picture of the Joker. That, and that's said, next how they want to the keep the kids around. Basically, that's pretty much yeah. the, the take that I have. Oh yeah, right. Next episode is gonna be great. <laughs> because as you said, as you said, uh, as kids, uh, this was would not be my favorite episode. So I think they realized that after editing, and so they had to like, oh, how do we get them to come back for the next episode? Let's put a picture of the Joker. <laughs> And say that he he'll be in the next episode he'll just to get them, yeah, get them coming back. Uh, no, not for the same reasons as you. Uh, to give my take on your reasons, you know, I thought Zelda was a much more fun character than Mister Freeze, uh, especially since both of these were created by this show. Uh, like we were saying, that Mister Freeze was new in this show who was a remake of an old character uh before being established in the comic books as mr freeze as well and then zelda was more fun was more interesting uh, there were small small quirky bits about her but the show's episode structure is what what lost me because it was expository 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 do exactly as the expository said and then more expository. It's your favorite new word, I feel like. Uh, yeah, because they did expository and a lot of expository scenes in the first and in the second episode. Yeah, but I, I actually felt like this was one of those, uh, like the storyline was kind of hurt by the idea of, like the structure of the TV show, where there is a first episode, then there is the concluding episode, the second one, that concludes the story mm. arc of this. It could have easily fit in one. Like uh, there is, oh yeah, there was this a was lot of a, dragging oh, stretched on. out. Yeah. yeah, this was definitely stretched out. Definitely, like it felt um, like anime. That's pretty much it. Like uh, nothing <laughs> happened. This is show. This episode, lovely. I completely. You just got us a lot of haters there. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. By that. But, uh, let's see if there's a backlash in the future. Yeah. So no, no. This this was. I didn't like the previous episode either much, but I think I disliked this one even. Mostly because I think, as you say, they did a lot of filling uh, in this episode because they didn't have much going on for them. Yeah. Ah, so that's this episode. But hey, like they said in the end of the episode, next week, Joker. Stick around. And, and meanwhile, we'll head back to the dock pile. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>